Your Money today, Carolyn Wright takes a look at what we can learn about AI from levels of demand for training in the subject. Good morning, Carolyn. Good morning. AI has pretty much been the talk of the town over the last few months, and of course, a lot of businesses, schools and individuals are probably thinking they ought to learn more. I'm joined now by Tommy Lowe, who is the founder of Preface, which offers AI training in some intriguing ways now. Thank you for joining me, Tommy. Thank you for inviting me here. So, you offer AI training. Tell me a little bit about the sort of increase in demand you have seen over the past few months of people asking questions about learning more about AI. Actually, I would say I started teaching AI a few years ago. There had been certain hype a few years ago when we talk about AI, machine learning, people talk about that. But then in the past few months, as you just mentioned about last few months, it has been crazy. Because when we do AI training, let me talk about the sales cycle. Most of the time we need to go to pitch um, different companies on their learning and training development, the HR head, and even if the HR head say yes, they usually need to go to the C-level to get the approval. But this year, the cycle changed. The C-level, the company leaders would ask HR training, hey, does Preface have AI training, ChatGPT training, generative AI training? And if we were to respond a little bit slowly, then the boss would directly call me. Hey, tell me I really need it. So this is how crazy it is. This is how like dramatic of the increase it is. Wow, that is a significant change there. And what about where, say, individuals and schools are concerned? Do, do you get involved with that as well? I would say yes. Individuals, some people buy it, some people have doubts in it, same to the schools. But then since we operate both in Hong Kong and Singapore, London and Tokyo, I see the difference in different schools and government to face AI, to treat the new AI hype or the right. So in Singapore, ChatGPT was launched last December. We got the deal, we worked with the Singapore government in December already. But in Hong Kong, school says, university, they say, oh, we will ban it for reason that we cannot assess like students with the essay. So that's how we see the difference between how open we are to AI. At least our neighbor cities like Singapore is actually much they're much open about it. Has that changed recently? Because I know some of the, the universities have started allowing a little bit of use of AI. Because they can stop it. Actually, it's very ironic because from last year and this year, um, even last semester, I was teaching in one of the universities in Hong Kong. The course topic is AI and data science. Well, come on, I'm like a professor to teach AI. And I know if I were to introduce them ChatGPT, I know where they get the essay from. <laughs> well, if you ask me if I were a student, I would do that as well. So that's, I struggle a little bit, but then I think it would be immoral for me not to tell them the generative AI tools and, and the new trend. So that's why I still taught them with AI, generative AI in depth. And then I changed the grading structure because there were no way for me or university, whoever, to stop the trend. So that's the reason why we can see the schools are starting to accept it because it looks like there were no way that we can reject it. 
Indeed. Now, obviously, there's a lot of people who are very keen to learn about AI, but I think there's also some of us who are kind of daunted by it, but think it's something that will be important for our future. What would you say to someone who is a little bit scared about AI, about what they should do about learning it? First, before they scares about learning it, a lot of them scares that would AI take our job. Actually, two, three months ago, I worked with um, one of the investment bank and then uh, our investment bank clients actually launched a 150-page paper to talk about AI look like we'll take away 300 million jobs worldwide in two years. And now we, if we were seeing not only about a white-collar job, but then even for graphic designer, as long as you can type, you can say what you want, then the machine will be able to generate the image for you, the graphic for you. So it's totally changed the way we human or different professions have to generate their work. So that's why that's the scarce part. I would say a lot of people scares that AI will take away our job. But then when we work with different brands, it doesn't look like that way. It looks like people starting to accept that AI will be an important tool for us. It's more like our laptop. So now, laptop, when it launched 30 years ago, 20 years ago with personal computer, people thought, oh, okay, uh, my job is actually doomed, <laughs> my future will be doomed. But in the end, no. They become the best teammate for us. So now I'm seeing co-creation and co-piloting. So that erase or alleviate the, the scares, the initial scares. Now people scare about how do we learn about it? So to learn about it, the great stuff is we do not need to reinvent the wheel. Do we need to learn to build another ChatGPT, another GPT model? Not necessarily. But then we learn about AI by actually, as long as we can type, AI will be able to generate the stuff. We learn about how it works. What would be the fundamental top level understanding about how AI works? In the end, it's just, I would say just, <laughs> mathematics, computer science, and some statistics. Combining it, in the old days when I was learning it, it was math, statistics, and computer science. Now people give them fancy words. <laughs> Machine learning, um, generative AI, artificial intelligence, and something like that. So it's actually, it, it, it's not as scary as that. And it's often a lot of topics that you've and probably already dealt with. it's much easier now. Dealt with. Yeah, I think, that's, I think that's a big thing, isn't it? That all these tools make it easier. Now, something else that, that you're involved in to make the learning experience even easier and sort of more relaxed is the idea of having a coffee shop where you can go and find out a little bit more. Now, this is something that seems to be popping up a little bit around Hong Kong with various businesses offering this kind of idea. Why did you go for that? I remember when I started this idea, it was 2018, when not even these like boutique coffee shops were, were main trend. We were before that. When I did it, I only started with an idea. I want to decentralize the idea of classroom. Because, say, imagine, um, even for our audience now, when was the last time you were in a classroom? As a student, not as a speaker. Well, maybe some people, you may think well, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years. If we were to still rely on classroom, traditional classroom to learn, traditional textbook to learn, therefore we never learn. Even if we get a book from Hong Kong Book Fair, we never finish it. Education has always been like secluded from our life. So therefore, I want to bring it into the lifestyle. 
So if I were to ask another further question, when was the last time you were in a coffee shop or a wine bar? Maybe last night, maybe this morning. <laughs> so that's why. Why can't we change a place that you go every single day to be so-called your classroom? We can have a class one-on-one, one-on-two, with the computer, on the go. So that's why coffee shop, wine bar could be our classroom. And that's the idea of why we started this idea in 2018. Makes a lot of sense. Lovely to have been able to speak to you today. That's Tommy Lowe, founder of Prefus, which offers AI training in some intriguing ways.